0: on way home from work today i popped into uh, the big shop to get myself some bread which i knew i needed because i wanted a fish finger sandwich which i had which was very good and i got a bottle of wine which i spent much too long choosing and then drank much too quickly and i bought a new cistern block for the toilet <laughs> and i sat i went to the till and i put this bottle of wine this small loaf of bread <laughs> and this this huge cistern block uh, which has made the toilet water go extremely blue, as you may have noticed. And I thought, this is just a weird thing. This just looks like a weird combination. And then someone joined the, the till behind me. And she had the biggest bottle of cheap Napoleon brandy I've ever seen in my life, and the biggest bottle of fairy liquid I've ever seen in my life. And that was it. It's like... If you tried to make these in a slice of life sort of story, it's just like, what does this man who just buys bread and wine
1: need a really clean toilet for? Perhaps that person had the biggest backlog of washing up ever, and the only way they were going to tackle it was like, by
2: just I'm getting just really to, drunk. He to neck an entire bottle of brandy first.
1: <laughs> I was going to get really drunk, and then I was going to nail all that washing up.
2: <laughs> or get so drunk I forget about the washing up. Just leave the big bottle of fairy liquid there. Yeah.
1: It
0: was, uh, yeah, it was one of those, just one of those little moments, you know, slice of life, yeah. slice of life. Anyway, it's a bonus <laughs> episode, and uh, we'll have a little look at our, our book covers because we've all got a different edition this time, haven't we? So,
1: uh, yeah, did we last time? I know that's happened before, maybe. It's well, you know, that would in-
0: involve me having listened back and checking, but yeah. um, um, I'll leave that to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got the uh, the one of the Penguin UK editions, and mine nice and crinkled as it is. It's the sequence with the uh, 87th Precinct badge on the front of it, and the they always have a cityscape in the background. And this time, it's just got a high-powered rifle. <coughs> Excuse well, me.
1: That's, well, that's part of the so uh, that part is of the action.
0: That's part of the uh, part of the the plot there. So that makes sense. It's set in a city. It's the 87th Precinct someone gets shot with a high-powered rifle. Whether this is the right type of rifle, I do not know. Morgan's got... Oh, you've got that weird publisher, haven't you? It's
2: the uh, Alison and Busby, um, again. Um, Alison ter-
0: Steadman and Busby Barkley together exactly, at last.
2: Indeed, yes. Uh, not as terrible as my last one, which was some kind of dreadful, sort of very early 90s edition. Which Oh, l-
0: the Dayglow one. Oh, it
2: was awful. <laughs> uh, this is the 2009 edition. I, I think for some reason... This publisher just got the rights to publish the uh, the killers series, so all the ones that begin with the word killer yeah. were published. And by they him. don't have them now
0: as well. I did and check; They'd, they still exist as a publisher, but they mm. don't have any Ed McBain.
2: No, I think just for for a little while they they published those ones, and they've they've gone for the white cover with a big stack of money.
0: Yeah, well, money's involved in the book. Money so is a, definitely that At least is you know, it's got the ring of truth. Very similitude.
2: Yeah, fair play to him. That they've they've picked out one element and they've run with that it. They could
0: have actually put on the cover of probably every single
2: book because at some
0: point money's mentioned in all of them or it's a you know part parcel
2: of it. This is true. Um but yeah. uh, you know, good good work, Alison and Busby. You've really yeah. earned your paycheck there.
0: Yeah. Um Alison Hannigan and Busby the <laughs> motto of was it
1: who's it like the, the cartoon Dempsey and Piece.
0: Demp what? <laughs> <laughs> They used to, was it like TSB? Was the like the Griffin character you know when in the oh, in the eighties? Was yeah, that called yeah. Busby? Or was Busby uh, the one Buzz for the is... BT? Oh. I, I don't
2: even know. I, I was assuming that it was it was Alison Janney and um, Matt Busby of the of uh, uh, um, former Man United manager fame. But
0: oh well, it definitely that sounds more likely than, than the a, they, they a they cartoon like, character for an advert they, that I can't, can't like remember. <laughs> See a uh, celebrity couple, and st- uh, Steve O's edition, which he's just been taking a little whiff of, as well, is his wont. I quite like to
1: and, uh, have a bit of a smell. I'm gonna have of a smell the, of mine. Uh, I've got, got the a bit of an I've edge. got the got
2: 1987 Penguin. Oh, good vintage. Yeah,
1: um, UK, well, Great Britain edition. Yes, with a um, three one hundred dollar bills and a bit of cheese on a mouse trap and a little. Cheeky little mouse appearing on the uh, right hand side there. You're not, with, fan of, you're not a fan of
0: cheese, did you, sir? Well,
1: no. So you know that uh, trap wouldn't trap me. No, <laughs> you know. wouldn't be caught. But it's got nice silver Ed McBain. Oh, it quite does, sport, yeah. yeah yes, got, trin- I think I've got a few of these. Of
0: this, yeah, I've got uh, a few of that edition,
2: that and condition. they're
1: quite. Uh, garish, but
0: I don't think
2: quite... I've got any of those shiny ones. I feel a bit mm. cheated. Oh, it's mm. like when you get a shiny sticker in a sticker pack,
1: and it's like, yeah, it's like when you had the Panini football uh, uh sticker albums, and then the uh, the club,
2: oh, yeah, badge the club badge.
1: sticker was always a shiny silver one, absolutely like metallic affair.
2: I haven't done very well on my Ed McBain Panini album.
1: No, <laughs> I'm still trying to get um, uh, Pete Burns.
2: Pete
0: Burns, yeah,
1: family scene, limited edition sticker, and despite its age, well, thirty years old this year, yeah, moderate smell, moderate smell, (laughs) like fairly innocuous, innocuous to moderate,
0: innocuous to moderate. This is like um, four out of ten, three three
1: (laughs) out of ten to be fair. No, three and a half out of ten smell. (laughs)
0: Well, it's better than the, the absolutely new sort of almost chemically crisp paper. Yeah, missing. rubbish. It's know yeah. Well, there we go. We've smelt our books view on the <laughs> podcast again, <laughs> which is just amazing it's, audio to listen to. Well, podcast gold. <laughs> it's um yeah. Uh, the original cover were, uh, for the pocket uh, the pocket books Perma Books edition has the the little tagline: Detective Cotton Horse tackles a new case of dot dot, dot Blackmail! And. Mm-hmm. Double murder! Double moider. Moider! Killer's payoff. And the image on the front of that is. I presume it's supposed to be Lucy Mencken and Cotton Horse, or the blackmailer. It's hard to tell. Someone holding a letter and slightly obscured um, what they call a cheesecake photo of. Have you got whoa. that there? Yes, you can have a look at it there. Ooh, let's see.
1: Oh my lord, look at that.
0: They're great, those painted ones. Oh, yeah, they're, they're cracking those, aren't they?
1: Although, there was a I mean, weird,
2: weird scene choice, but you know, because yeah. that doesn't actually happen in the book. But indeed, and that suit doesn't look like uh, the, the the kind of suit that would deliberately hide that uh, the that figure. alluring figure. Well, of, indeed, uh, the... as we're often told.
0: Indeed, one of the women in the book that Horse fails to sleep with, <laughs> yeah, because she's happily married, if not paying a ransom. Now, yeah. Steve has got hold of my piece of paper now, which has got a note on it. Apparently there was a documentary in 1984 and I don't think it was a South Bank show <laughs> but Melvin Evan Melvin? Hunter is Ed McBain which was uh, made but presented by Melvin Bragg. Oh, we need to see was this. it television or radio? Television I think because I found a, about found out about this on the BFI website today and I cannot oh, why is it not on YouTube? Because apparently it's got it's like got Ed McBain going around places in New York reading from his books and oh, stuff that like that. Amazing. And the weird coincidence, of course, is that you, Morgan Brown, have uh,
2: your life has had a personal friendship with personal Melvin Bragg. contact with, yeah, the Mel- but, with Melvin Bragg's family. Well, it did indeed, yeah. Did, did, uh, well, probably still does have a, a, a summer house in the village where I grew up. So I've. Uh, Run into him from time to time, and uh, yeah. But I never, never mentioned this, though. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. Would you have run into him in 1984? <laughs> Almost certainly, actually. Yeah. So you, in 1984,
0: he didn't think to say to you, um, "One day I'll you'll be a aware brown, of the works
2: of." <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, nice to see you. I can't do an impression of him. I've not seen him on TV for ages.
1: My name is Melvin Brank, and uh, no, he doesn't sound like <laughs> that. Does he?
2: He, he doesn't really went uh, to the same school oh, as me as well. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, well, yes. What's the thing he does on radio for? In dude? our time. In our in our time, well, that's right. getting it. Yes, uh, <laughs> today on in our time we study the works of Ed McPain uh, and go to New York. That was, <laughs> good, that. that was quite good. was. I always talk about Belgian pottery, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Today on In Our Time, we study the Belgian pottery industry of the 15th and 16th century.
0: Today on In Our Time, we look at the impact of fletching in the <laughs> Spanish mainland during
1: 1566 no. to 1588. Oh, there's no end of fun. Hello, <laughs> Morgan. You can't, do, Hello, it. Lord, you can't the,
0: do it. I can't do the voices.
1: Today Hello, on in our time, you've come
0: for tea. We, I've just interviewed Ed McBain, you in, are
1: five. Today on In Our Time, we study the importance of Bob Monkhouse on the outcome of the uh, Spanish Civil War. <laughs> Particularly, we focus on Bob's uh, intervention in Valencia in 1936.
0: Goodness me. Well, if you've ever read uh, Bob Monkhouse's... Um, Crying with laughter, is is autobi- which just saw autobiography, there, which, which uh, uh, is an excellent book. But yes, there's dedicates,
1: dedicates <laughs> again, <It> dedicates <laughs> seventeen <laughs> ch- chapters to um, Valencia.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's what I was trying to get out as a joke, but
1: it just didn't work. And really. then <laughs> a further thirteen to Melvin Bragg.
0: Okay, and uh, well, I think the last order of business for this this. Bonus episode is we didn't really get any uh, questions from our millions and millions of uh, fans and, and admirers. We yeah. got one from questions, please from the lady who's made my table be covered in a jigsaw. And I'm gonna. She's given us a twofold question. Oh, twofold. And the first question is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ban the phrase "go to the pub" because that's just too easy an answer. Question one is, what do the team do to de-stress? <laughs> Well,
1: do well, Melvin Bragg
2: impersonations. Well, yeah, that's mainly apparently it. so, yeah.
0: I like to. put
1: what in our time. Yeah. I like to uh,
0: obsessively research Ed McBain books, looking at the same websites <laughs> over and over again that haven't changed since 2004. <laughs> or play Minecraft when I can be bothered to. I like, I do actually like, for de stressing putting on my iTunes library on something like... Are you answering this question seriously? Yeah, well, I'll put it on Shuffle, put Minecraft on, wander around, dig in stuff. So, I don't know if anyone else has got any particular de-stress.
1: Uh, yeah, in our time, reading... Um, You've got cats, though, haven't you? I have, yeah. Who, I'm reading Melvin Bragg uh, literature with me cats, <laughs> reading it to them. Well,
0: he's written a lot of books. Yes. Yes. So we have to do a Melvin Bragg podcast. This is Eng- that would be weird.
1: This is England? but What was that book he did? Not, it my England? Speak for England? Speak for England, Speak for England. Yeah. Think, yeah. As you can tell, I have not read that book. <laughs> no. Oh, but I'm vaguely aware of its existence.
2: Um, yeah, my folks used to have it. I don't think you've had read it either. Blue with um, red writing or, that's or right, orange yeah. writing
1: on the spine. because yeah. my parents. But,
2: but obviously, if Melvin's listening, they definitely did read it and thought it was brilliant. Did he sign it?
1: Didn't he, yeah. write, <laughs> didn't he write a lot of books like involving like kind of cottagers and people that live in them? Oh, probably.
2: <laughs> you know, and kind of their uh, slice of life
1: and Slice goings. of life, um, I'll take you, I'll goings take of, of cottage life. <laughs>
0: his, his his cottaging sequence was yeah, yeah very popular. A great
1: series of cottaging books.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yes, yeah. well, I think one of the things we all do to distress, as just as individuals, but part of our friendship, is we listen to music. Uh-huh. So we, you know, like do. things like go to Iron Maiden gigs together. Oh, oh yes, which indeed, is very, very good.
1: Oh, I do yes. things the Bellamy like Bellamy Brothers. What? What? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, we like to sing along to the Bellamy Brothers. We
0: do sing along to all sorts. <laughs> um, mm. I like to spend 110 pounds on Sgt Pepper's. Indeed. And it was worth every single penny. Uh, are there plans to take the podcast on the road? Is the follow up question to that.
2: I think well, definitely
0: even, a uh, yeah. 65 date tour. Well, of, it, it seems of
2: inevitable. <laughs> it seems inevitable, really. It, <laughs> it?
1: Oh, we could, um, can you fit everything in that little box there? Yeah. Well, yes we could could yeah, we well we have the means but yeah. uh, we're on the tour to my house which is like yeah we could do we could do
0: a, away. <laughs> Yeah, we could do a tour of our uh, of our own uh, respective
2: abode's yeah
0: yeah and it then be good. and then uh, the now here this podcast festival will pay for us to go to new york naturally they Definitely won't do that. Okay, and just before we finish then, very very quickly, one one more first line of a book each from from another random selection of sci-fi books off my shelf. So I'm going to go first this time, and the book I've got from the Compact SF series, it was three and six, is The Symmetrians by Kenneth Harker. One of those books that's clearly so complicated it has to have some description on the front of it. And the opening line of this book from 1966 is... Oh, it's from Abbott Road. <laughs> Sorry, that's just coincidence with my name. I'm going to read this in the voice that, just looking at it, I need to read it in. It was on the day I met Anelena'a, when I was almost 16. I wanted to study my face again in a mirror. I tried during childhood while my father was alive and we farmed root crops on the Drinidir holding in the plain of Berkebe. I was <laughs> scalded and the mirror was taken <laughs> from me. Afterwards, I outgrew the urge. <laughs>
2: So that's The Symmetrians by Kenneth Harker. Read that. that. That's tremendous. I, I feel you might have opened a bit of a can of worms by giving me this one, because there's a lot to go on here. It's, oh um, it's number 21 in the heroic fantasy series. Wow. An incredible time-space journey to Dimension X. Richard Blade, Champion of the Gods. Wow. By Geoffrey Lord. Um, and the, the, the first sentence is actually, in, in, there's a little kind of uh, preface to the reader. Mm. Dear reader, adventure number 21, Champion of the Gods, will mark the 10th to 10th year that I've been writing of Richard Blade's Adventures to Other Dimensions. Wow. You've done well, Geoffrey Lord. Well done. This is another podcast um, waiting to happen. You indeed, yeah. But um, let's just see what he has to say about this first sentence of Richard Blade's Adventures. Uh, the man called Jay stood in the autumn rain at the Tower of London and waited for Richard Blade. A grey, wet, dismal day in London always made him feel particularly old. When he was waiting on a day when Richard would be taking a trip into Dimension X, he felt even older. Wow, that's weird, given the cover of the book
0: looks like a fighting fantasy novel, um, <laughs> that, that it would be set in London.
2: With a slightly misshapen fellow with a head that's a bit too big for the rest of his body. Sounds <sighs> good.
1: steve what have you got there? You've got... I've got the Syrian experiments by Doris Lessing, Mm. but it sounds like a documentary because it's got another tagline about some guy maybe called Richard Canopus maybe because it says Canopus in Argos. So perhaps he was making a documentary about um, the retail chain Argos. (laughs) It seems so. Yeah, kind of in there. Richard Canopus in Argos, you know, seeing, seeing the business model. Yeah. yeah. But yes, it's a, a first line of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words. And it just says, this is Ambien 2 of the five. Oh, I want to know and more. And even says that kind of on the front, really.
2: Mm.
0: I inherited a lot of these sci-fi books from a friend who did uh, um, a master's in in English and, and specialise in sci-fi and clearly the masters in this finished her off because she gave away all these books <laughs> and I couldn't let them go to the charity shop because they are amazing looking things and I will read some some more of them definitely over the time but uh, yeah gosh it's a, it's an amazing collection of stuff it <laughs> is, it's yeah. no wonder she didn't want them in the house after spending a, a year or two
1: with them, oh is it a good smell? Smell level 7 <laughs> <as well. laughs>
0: <laughs> We haven't established the top end of that scale <laughs>
1: I'll faint. If you
2: find number one in the heroic fantasy series, I imagine that's uh, smell level 10.
0: Let's uh, not subject anyone who's listening to this to any more of this nonsense. I'll put up a photo of these book covers so at least you'll see what, what uh, rubbish we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry to any of the authors. Um, I'm sure they're very good, really. I'm sure they are. Yeah, one day, one day. So I'll say goodbye again. So Will hope Goodbye. And Morgan. Goodbye. Till killer's wedge. Goodbye.